It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. It is episode number 277 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us right here on LOR. I am your host, Chris Russell, and away we go. Well, another day, another set of Trent Williams trade talk, rumors, speculation, innuendo. It seemingly will never end, but it is our responsibility to bring you up to date on everything that is being reported, everything that is being mentioned, everything that is being said about the Redskins star left tackle. We'll start with this. The Washington Post apparently uh, mentioned on Thursday that, indeed, Redskins tackle Trent Williams had demanded a trade on June 1st. Now, my co-host on the radio on 106.7, the fan Erin Hawksworth, uh, and we were together on Thursday night, and she's been an occasional guest here, and you know she's broken a lot of Redskins news just in the recent last week and a half that we've mentioned a couple of times here on the podcast. She also heard that Trent Williams did indeed request a trade uh, back earlier this offseason. Uh, I think the timeline that she had was you know, somewhere in May, mid-May, late May, somewhere in that range. So the Washington Post is saying that he demanded a trade on June 1st. Now, just for the record, D'Angelo Hall, Williams' former teammate and a former Redskin, and a current NFL analyst, and Mike Garofolo of NFL Media and NFL Network, who's very well tied in and has reported on this Trent Williams situation, said on NFL Network recently, within the last, say, 24-ish hours, depending on when you're listening, that they had heard that both that Trent Williams did not make a trade request or a trade demand. We have that as a, another layer to this, whether Trent is thinking about making a trade request again or staying true to that apparent and original trade request that, again, both the Washington Post and now Aaron Hawks or Aaron Hawksworth reported back then, uh, and nobody, for whatever reason, bought into it, uh, and now what the Washington Post is reporting. And then my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, Craig Hoffman, uh, wrote this, and we'll put it up at Locked Redskins so you can read it. Uh, a source close to Williams said he had been mulling it around that time and, quote, wouldn't be surprised if, end quote, if he had actually made that request. Uh, as Hoffman notes at thefandc.com, we'll put this up at Locked Redskins on Twitter. The request was rebuffed by the team. Of course, Williams has not been traded. He was put on the reserve, did not report list. Uh, and the Post then added to their report that Williams had a subsequent request for raise, which also the Redskins did not. Now, further moving on from this issue, it appears that both sides are not talking. And appears that Trent Williams is not only not talking to the media and not answering any questions and not talking to the fans, but 
that he's apparently not even talking to the team. So apparently the team does not know what Williams wants, whether it's people on the medical staff being let go and the training staff, or whether it's more money or more security or something else or trade, they apparently don't know. Now, D'Angelo Hall, again, former teammate of Trent Williams, reported on NFL Network that his issue is not money. It is about the medical staff. It is about the training staff specifically. And D. Hall essentially said in a nutshell that basically Trent told him to get the training staff out and that is the main reason for Trent's, um, I guess, stand uh, his stance. It's not about money. It's apparently, apparently, strictly and solely, according to D'Angelo Hall, from a conversation with Trent Williams based on the training staff. Now, I don't believe that completely. I really don't. Uh, I do believe it to some degree, as we've said over and over and over again. I do not believe it completely, and I'm sorry. I just don't. Trent can say that, and he can relay that to D'Angelo, and that, I'm sure, is all accurate. But I don't believe that Trent, then, is being accurate or legit or, I uh, shouldn't say legit, or completely honest. Because it is ultimately about money if, again, the post Everything that I've heard and been told from my sources is it's largely, if not exclusively, about money. I don't even believe all my sources that it's largely and exclusively about money. I've always thought this was a potential for being more about medical than money. Now, I'm not saying the two aren't tied together. They are. But I do believe the medical is driving also the money. And the money is not, hey, I don't even think Trent wants necessarily to get paid more, although I'm sure he'd be open to that. He wants more guarantees. He wants the inability for the Redskins to get out of the contract after this upcoming year. And he has every right to do that. He has every right to do that because he can afford the $40,000-plus fine on an everyday basis. But apparently, while the team is confused with apparently what Trent wants, Hoffman says, quote, a source familiar with their thinking, meaning the Redskins thinking, indicated he has not demanded specific changes on the team's medical staff. And Williams' side has been silent in attempts to negotiate a new contract. He said a source familiar with Williams' thinking indicated he wouldn't demand to be the highest paid tackle in the NFL, but does want more guaranteed money. He currently has two years left on his contract, but next year's $12.5 million base salary isn't guaranteed. And also kind of the headline uh, to all of this is that he's told apparently friends and people close to him that he's prepared to sit out the season. What we have here is a whole heaping basket. The Redskins don't seem to know what Trent Williams wants. 
He could want more guaranteed money. He could want more legitimate money. He could want an extension. He could want the medical staff fired, the training staff fired. He could want a trade. There's about six or seven different options. Pick one. Trent Williams is not speaking on the record, but people close to him, around him, agents, friends of his, former teammates of his, are all saying different things. Once, you know, some are saying it's the medical, some are saying it's the money, some are saying it's both. The Redskins don't appear inclined to really be serious about solving this issue. They seem, as a matter of fact, a pro football talk report that came out on Thursday indicated that the Redskins believe that all of the fines that Williams is incurring will drive him back to camp, will bring him back inside the door. While you have all of this speculation about trade talks, gauging trade discussions, all of that, here you have the Redskins who feel like Trent's not being serious. Trent's not being legit. Trent's not being totally true to his cause. Eh, Trent will come back when he continues to get fined. When he continues to get suspended, or I should say, not suspended, when he continues to get fined. They're not taking Trent seriously. They think Trent will cave. So who's going to blink first? Is it the Redskins? Is it Trent Williams? I've said all along I think Trent Williams is pretty serious. Now, that doesn't mean that Trent Williams will miss game checks or games. But I could see... Trent Williams missing a game or two, I could see that, and making the Redskins desperate. I mean, this has happened before. Again, Aaron Donald missed game one for the Rams two years ago. He was their best player. He reported right before game one, but he didn't play in game one because he had just reported a couple of days early. Emmett Smith, I remember back in the 90s, held out of Dallas Cowboys camp, missed the first two games of the season, got a new contract, they won a Super Bowl. This has happened. Who's to say? Who's to th- Why would you think that Trent Williams is serious enough to miss a game or two? And, oh, by the way, in the division against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, which doesn't hurt Trent, it hurts the Redskins. We know the story of him and Donald Penn, close friends, Penn signing with the Redskins. They talked, and apparently Williams gave him his blessing. Well, why would Williams... Say, hey, Donald, choose the Redskins over other offers because you want to be a starter at left tackle if he was planning on coming back. Now, maybe he said, hey, look, you know, if I decide to come back, we can be teammates, we can be brothers, and you can be my back. Well, that's not what Donald Penn really wants. Donald Penn wants to be a starter. He wants to play left tackle. He said that. We played that audio. So does Donald Penn talking to Trent Williams, essentially getting his blessing, mean that he is absolutely not coming back? Yeah, I think that's how you read that. I don't know for sure, but I think that's how you read that. Why wouldn't you read it that way? Then there's the Jerry Brewer, Washington Post column, titled Trent Williams in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com on Wednesday. Trent Williams' relationship with Redskins is fractured And there's no going back. I pointed this out on my radio show on 106.7 The Fan. The Washington Post and Jerry Brewer, respected outlet and respected columnist, used essentially the same exact language as Jason Lockenfora did on Sunday. 
when he said that Trent Williams' relationship is totally fractured with the Redskins, and he is not planning on playing for them. Now, there is slightly different language, and totally fractured, I guess, is different than fractured, but both use the word fractured in their headlines, in their statements, in their reports. They're not making this up out of nowhere. Oh, and by the way, Trent Williams is still not in camp and shows no sign of coming anytime soon. They're not making this up. And what was interesting to me was on Sunday when Jason Lock and Four's report about totally fractured comes out, Tony Wiley, Redskins senior vice president and spokesman, comes out and says, oh, no, 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 100% false. The quote was 100% false. He didn't mention Lock and Four by, uh, by, you know, directly naming him or even reference or like what the report was about. But I mean, it was very clear what they were refuting. Well, on Wednesday, when Jerry Brewer and the Washington Post come out with essentially the same title to the story, only with much, much, much more detail, they didn't refute anything. They didn't say anything. They had no comment. They didn't shoot it down. I wonder why. Maybe it's because they know that it is fractured. Maybe it's because they didn't want to address it again. Maybe it's because they made a bad decision to address it the first time. Here's the thing. Because I addressed it the first time, I wouldn't have probably addressed it a second time. But now it kind of makes you look childish? Wrong? I don't know. Because you addressed it the first time, but now you're not countering it the second time. You see where I'm getting at? Or it makes you kind of look like you're dismissing Jason Lockenfor because he's a quote-unquote Redskins hater. And Jerry Brewer is respected by just about everyone. It's weird. It's really weird. Uh, when we come back, we will get into... Uh, A couple of things that Jerry Brewer pointed out in his column, again, in the Washington Post. That's next right here. Episode number 277 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell, right here on LOR. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, back here, episode number 277 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Support of Locked on Redskins comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your (laughs) family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com. Just simply use the promo code LOCKED. On. Also, make sure you check out the new Locked On NFL podcast with expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast and all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. There you go. Check out the new Locked On NFL podcast. 
Uh, and also, don't forget to check out Postmates. Uh, great to have them with us and Bombas uh, as well. Remember, Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And they make every purchase, they donate a pair of Bomba socks to someone in need, which is a great and noble gesture. All right, let's get to it uh, real quickly. Jerry Brewer uh, writing in the Washington Post. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me was what he said in the first paragraph. He said, quote, the Washington Redskins are so twisted they could alienate their team colors. That's a great line. The shock involves the seeming ease with which a solid relationship with their best and most loyal player turned to mush. It's pretty damaging uh, right there. Then about Jaron Christian, and I caught a lot of flack for saying this on the radio, and subsequently it was uh, written up on the FanDC.com, and I mentioned it a couple of times here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, I had asserted, I didn't know this for sure, I hadn't been told this, but this was just me playing common sense, two and two, and just speculating and guessing uh, that Trent Williams was not happy with the Redskins for drafting Jaron Christian number 74 overall in the third round uh, in the 2018 draft. I had said that. I got ridiculed for it. I got hammered for it. I got criticized for it, crushed for it, and I was right. Now, I had been told about a week and a half ago that I was right, that Trent had told someone else uh, that that was indeed the case. And now Trent has told, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, somebody close to Trent, somebody familiar with Trent, has told Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post that, quote, the well, it, not again, not quoting, as Brewer writes, uh, Williams started to stray mentally because the fracturing began about 15 months ago with what seemed like the most innocuous decision. Talking about the drafting of Christian, quote, the move didn't anger him, but he was perplexed. He wondered why his team, with an urgent need for help at left guard, would draft another tackle when he and Morgan Moses were entrenched starters. Then he considered that Moses had just received a huge payday, and Pro Bowl guard Brandon Sheriff was about due for a lucrative extension. Williams, an eight-figure employee turned 30, thought about his mortality and disposability for the first time. Did the drafting of Christian mean the Redskins were initiating the search for his successor? End quote. And this was all when Williams was coming off of a big, long recovery from knee surgery. He had played for months on a bad knee, maybe ended up doing more damage to it. The surgery was more complicated. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. What a mess. What an absolute mess. Again, people have warned him about giving and, and sacrificing his body to try and win. And the Redskins seemingly kind of don't necessarily care about, you know, the long-term future. And I understand that to some degree. Uh, Williams eventually was rejuvenized, uh, rejuvenated, I should say, <laughs> revitalized, rejuvenate, revitalized by the addition of Adrian Peterson, his friend and his business partner. But, you know, ultimately, here we are. Peterson's back, and Trent Williams does not want really any part of it. Now, all of these players that are with the Redskins, signing with the Redskins, you know, they all need jobs. Trent Williams does not need a job, and that's how he's kind of looking at it. So even though they're not necessarily saying, hey, you know what? The medical staff is so bad here, I won't work here. 
That's not what they're saying. But they're not in the same position. Donald Penn, Adrian Peterson, and others are not in the same position. And Landon Collins didn't know enough. If this is all indeed true, what many players have said, speculated, what many people think, and what Trent Williams is essentially saying. All right, we'll come back and we'll put the finishing touches with a little bit from Jay Gruden and his press conference on Thursday at Bontecourt Washington Redskin Training Facility in Richmond before day off for the players on Friday and Fan Appreciation Day this Saturday and a couple of rounds of practice before heading up to Cleveland for the first preseason game. That's next right here on LOR. All right, we're back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 277. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Don't forget, LOR and the Locked on Podcast Network is brought to you by Five Star Painting. There you go. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you're interested in running your own business, text Five Star to 87000 right now to learn more. Closing, uh, choosing to start your business. Choosing to start your business with five-star painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at business. With five-star painting, you'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, live a better quality life, and run a business that you can be proud of. You'll also be part of the greater neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. So again, text 5STAR to 87000 to learn more about how a 5-star painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. Again, 5STAR to 87000. And make sure you tell them Locked On Redskins and Locked On Podcast Network sent you when you get the opportunity. So we thank them for being a part of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Quickly for a couple of minutes with Jay Gruden, the head coach of the Redskins, from Thursday as the Redskins rounded out another couple of series of practices in Richmond. And Jay was talking about the fights that littered Wednesday's practice. Well, there's no place for fighting, number one. Um, It's a personal foul. You get it. Ejected from games, lack of discipline, um, and uh, had to squash it. So we squashed it. Is there a positive in any way or is it a negative when you have that much feistiness between lines like that? Is there? I like competition. Always have, always will. I like effort. Uh, Extracurricular fighting, there's no positive at all. Quarterback-wise, I think most of the talk on the outside has been about Dwayne and then Case, but where has Colt been through five days, and, and how does he factor into this competition, maybe even ahead as he's able to process things still probably faster than the other guys? Yes, the big thing for Colt is to make sure he's back physically, uh, but Colt has uh, a great grasp on the offense and really made some really nice throws, um, done some good things, so Colt's right there. Jay, I don't think we've asked you much about the safety unit so far in camp, so what are your thoughts on what you've seen so far? Safeties? Yeah, obviously Landon uh, is uh, everything and more that we thought so far, um, both in the box and in the post and on the hash. He's, he's very versatile in what he can do in coverage. Uh, he's been very good, so uh, he, he's been outstanding. I think Monte is getting more and more confidence uh, in what he's doing uh, for a younger player, and he missed a little bit of time last year, but he, he's, he's running around 
Apke, uh, coming back from his hamstring injury. He missed a lot of time last year. He's uh, showing flashes being very good. Special teams, he's excellent. Um, Reeves is doing a good job. And Everett, I think, uh, is starting to really uh, grasp the defense. And he's being very versatile as well. He can play in the box. Uh, we can do different things with him down uh, on the line of scrimmage. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I'm very I'm very pleased with the safety so far. Um, Montez Sweat, I, I guess, was left yesterday. Was there an update on him? He got kicked. He got leg whipped. Uh, he got kicked in the calf. Um, so we'll probably keep him out today, but he'll be fine. He'll, he should be back hopefully uh, when we come back after the day off. Another injury question. Uh, Darius Geis, how has he been relative to expectations, relative to getting him ready for uh, this? Very season? good. He's been fine. You know, We're going to increase his workload next week a little bit more and more. Um, uh, but he's been good. And uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, got a good handle on the offense, protections. Uh, he's catching the ball very well again. And uh, so, yeah, I think we're just going to continue to increase his workload more and more. Jay, a guy like Wes Martin, obviously beyond what he does on the field, what did you learn about him as a person in your kind of pre-draft interviews and everything with him? Wes? Yeah, well, he's a smart kid for sure. Um, and uh, hard worker, um, strong, really, really, really strong. And obviously as a guard, you have to have some strength because those big guys inside with Jonathan and Payne and, and Fletcher Cox and the guys we face, you got to have some strength. Uh, but, you know, I think what we've learned a little bit, he's, he's a lot more athletic than we thought. You know, he can pull. He's pulling very well. Uh, but as a character, we knew he was a grade-A character. There's no issue there. So uh, now it's just a matter of getting him acclimated to the speed of the game, the stunts, the movement, um, how to adjust certain blocking schemes to different fronts and looks. Uh, but he's, he's, uh, he's been very good so far. Coach, uh, what have you seen so far from Cole Holcomb? And, you know, how do you think he's adapting to the NFL level? Cole Holcomb is, uh, he's, he's uh, been excellent. You know, I think uh, he worked extremely hard mentally, which is important for a linebacker. He studies film. Uh, his first one up, uh, I'm watching tape, 6 a.m., getting a coffee, and he's there watching his iPad. You know, it's, he's, he's a very hard worker, uh, wants to be great. He has the tools to be great because he's got power, he's got speed, he's got uh, instincts. Um, he's got everything you need for a linebacker to have as far as a skill set. Now it's just a matter of the communication, um, seeing things, and uh, adjusting to different looks. But uh, I've been uh, very impressed with Cole. Jay, over to your left. You're a week into camp, a week before the preseason opener. You broke down how you hope to split up the quarterback reps and even said you might not name a starter till week one of the season. How do you assess the competition? Are you pleased with the way the, the reps have been breaking down? Yeah, you know, you can never have too many reps, uh, but with more reps comes more work for other guys and more running for the receivers. You wear them down in the corners and the safeties and the linebackers and the defensive line, offensive line. And uh, so we've had to, you know, chop down practice a little bit today. We'll give them a day off tomorrow and then uh, come back and uh, we'll meet as a staff on our day off and reevaluate the situation as far as reps are concerned with the quarterbacks. But so far, I think it's how we wanted it to be. We've given them all an equal shot, um, lots of reps. And uh, they're probably right around equal right now. Uh, with the first preseason game a week away from today, what are you hoping to see in this next next span of camp? Just continued uh, competition and, and continue to get better. That's all we can do. And, uh, you know, continue to teach our system, uh, teach our fundamentals, um, and uh, try to find the best players. And that's the only way we do that is practice. You know, we'll have some padded practices. We're going to have a live session uh, before the game. Um, but uh, then once the game starts, I want to make sure these guys know what to do so they can go out and play and show us what they have. Um, 
nothing worse than having a, a great athletic player not knowing what to do. You know what I mean? It's, so we got to make sure we, these guys are schooled up and they're doing the right thing so they can play fast and uh, show us exactly what they have on game day. All right, so that is head coach Jay Gruden. Part of his comments from Thursday. We'll try and bring you the rest of that uh, as we get another episode cranked out here. For now, this is episode number 277 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.